Welcome, I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you were created to be healthy, feel good, look great, and enjoy your life. My job is to teach you how to align your life so you can make these things happen. So I want to welcome you to the show today. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by searching on podcasts via iTunes, searching for Living the Full Life with Dr. Juan. And you can obviously listen to this show or any other show we've done in the past. Uh, and obviously, you know, take that information on the go. So if you're traveling, you can literally listen to any of the shows we've done in the past and stay in tune with all the latest and greatest news and data that comes out regarding health. So uh, always uh, want to welcome you. Um, you can always call our office as well. Last thing. Uh, you can call our office by dialing 937-552-7364. You can, of course, call that number or you can text that number. Once again, that number is 937-552-7364. Uh, you can press option two if you want to talk to one of our team members or leave a voicemail. Or you can text that number. Once again, it's 937-552-7364. Um, if you want to come to a dinner, we have a dinner coming up on April 11th at 6.30 p.m. Basil's and Troy. So you can come to that, listen, uh, learn, and if it makes sense to you, you make an appointment. If not, then you leave there with a belly full of food, and obviously, hopefully, if you need anything in the future, remember who we are and what we do. So uh, as always, before I get started, I'd love to share my story as to why it is that I get on radio week in and week out, and obviously, you know, educate people about where true health and healing comes from, and, um, you know, I do it. I, I, I share this every single week, whether I'm happy, I'm sad, tired or fully rested. And, you know, it doesn't matter just because I want to be able to help as many people as possible. So if it's just one of you that's listening and it makes sense to you and it makes a difference for you, even if you never show up to my office, if I've done something that helps you health wise, so be it, which is awesome. And obviously uh, that's just, you know, good for you and your family and your health overall. So I, I get on radio because of my mom. And my mom's phone call to me eight years ago to reveal and tell me that she'd been diagnosed with breast cancer. And, of course, when she tells me, she starts crying on the phone. And then, of course, I start crying immediately after because my mom is my hero and I'm a big mama's boy. So I asked my mom, what are you going to do? She says, I know what I'm not doing. I'm not doing chemo and radiation, son. And I'm like, okay, well, fair enough. I don't know what to do. I'm scared. Uh, I, I don't know what to do, but I know one thing. I know God put an awesome power in your brain, mom, and if your brain and body – are communicating at 100% like God designed it to, then your body has to function and heal at 100%. So let's get your body the best, you know, fighting shot if you're not doing the conventional treatment. So mom, let's take a look at your, let's take a look at your spine. So we did, and my mom got x-rays taken, and we saw her x-rays. And the side view of your neck, when you look at your neck from the side on an x-ray, you should have a 45-degree angle curve in your neck. It looks like a banana facing backwards like a C. So we saw my mom's x-ray. It did not look like a banana. It looked like a flat board or a ruler, like it was straight, which is obviously, uh, you know, you would think that that's a good thing. But when it's from the side, you're supposed to have those curves. And when I saw that, I'm like, whoa, that's obviously not good. And then we took another x-ray from front to back of her spine. And we realized that between her shoulder blades and her upper back area, my mom had a bend in her spine, a mild scoliosis in that upper back area. That literally was putting pressure on those nerves. And I'm like, you know what? That This can't be helping anything. I'm not, I'm not saying that it's causing all of it or any of it, right? But I'm saying this. There's no way that this is helping anything. So when I saw that, and then, you know, to me, it just makes 
made complete sense when I saw him. Like, you know what? This explains your upper back pain, neck pain, headaches, migraines, you know, sinus infections, and all the stuff that literally for years my mom always got the same answer, which is medication. So I finally asked my mom, I'm like, you know, why have you decided to do things differently now? You've been literally doing the medical model. You've been taking the drugs. You've been doing the surgeries. Well, not surgeries, but you've been at least, you know, talked to about surgeries. Like, why now? She said, son, simple. I finally realized that I can die, and I want to see my grandchildren grow up. For the grandchildren, for those of you who listen, obviously, week in and week out, you know, those are my kids that she's talking about, along with my brother's kids and my sister's kids. So I have four children, Eden, who's eight or about to be nine here in July, uh, Eve, who's six, about to be seven in July, John Luke, who will be four here in May, and then Ellery, who's nine months old now. So my mom chose to do something different to afford those children, my, my children, her grandchildren, my nieces and nephews, the opportunity of having a grandmother in the future. Because of that, my mom is still alive today. It's my mom perfect by no means, right? My mom is still alive. She's still living independent. Yeah, she's got a couple suspicious, you know, things that happen from time to time. They kind of like get a little, uh, you know, angry and they show up on, on the on the scans, et cetera. But then after a while, they kind of calm down once she's, you know, tightens down her, her, her body and her, her habits and supplementation and all the treatments that the doctors are doing with her, right? Uh, all the natural stuff. So, my mom chose different because she wanted to be uh, a legacy that was different in the view of her children and grandchildren. So my question is, what legacy are you willing to live and die for to leave your children and grandchildren? So that's the question I have for you today. And, you know, today we're going to be talking about uh, this thing called spondylolisthesis. And I know that at the very beginning I talk about what I'm going to talk about. But spondylolisthesis is a condition in where your spinal, um, you know, column starts degenerating, your disc specifically. You know, I talked about degenerative disc disease before, I think two different times in the past few years, but um, I never really dove into the spondylolisthesis, spondy, as we call it in the profession, and, you know, other doctors call it the same thing, uh, because it's important, and it's important for you to know that a lot more people have this than they don't, and they don't even realize it. So I'm going to be going through what a spondylolisthesis is what it isn't, what uh, some you know symptomatology you can be having from it, and how sometimes you don't even know you have it, but um, you know obviously it's something that would be detrimental to your health and would be detrimental to the well-being of your spine over time. So, what is a spondylolisthesis? It's basically a spinal condition that is typically found in the back. So I'm I'm gonna say this in the low back typically. However, you can have spondylolisthesis in the neck. So spondylolisthesis, and I'm going to just call them spondy, so I don't keep saying spondylolisthesis over and over. Uh, as you guys know, English is my second language, and I have an accent. So the more I say it, the, the funkier it sounds. So <laughs> I don't want to, uh, you know, start you, you start thinking that I'm saying a different word in the future in, in the next few minutes. So spondies, um, what happens is that the disc starts wearing down. So that's degenerative disc disease. So I've talked about it. I've talked about it before. If you've never heard it, you can go back and listen to one of our shows about it. But quick synopsis on what a degenerative disc disease is and what, what it does is that the disc in between the vertebra are supposed to be nice and thick. Like, uh, you know, like a disc would be comparable to a jelly donut. Let's call it that way, right? So this is the way I explain it to all my patients. So my patients listening are going to laugh because this is exactly how I explain it. I like explaining things in a way that it sticks to your brain, and it makes sense. Uh, big words don't mean nothing if you don't understand or you don't remember them. So small things that we can all relate to is the way that I teach. So 
spondylolisthesis is is a condition that happens because the the discs are getting thinner, right? And typically, as that disc instead of being a nice thick jelly donut, is getting smaller to like a thick pancake or a thin pancake, the spondy uh, could occur, and it occurs simply because the cushioning between the vertebra is wearing down. And it'll just literally go forward a little bit. So the vertebra starts slipping forward or can actually go backwards also. So, you know, if you and this is really hard to conceptualize unless I have like visual aids. So I'm not trying to even like pretend that you guys are going to obviously, uh, you know, capture this completely and understand it. But some of the vertebra will go forward just because of where they are and the angle that they're supposed to be when you look at the side view of the low back and the neck. So some of the vertebrae, so typically like L3, L4, and L5, will go forward because it's just gravity. They're sitting at an angle. It's kind of like uh, they're looking at an angle off a cliff that's kind of leaning forward. So that's where that those vertebrae tend to go forward. So those are called anthrolysthesis because they're anterior. They're going forward, right? And then there's other ones that are called retrolysthesis, so retro, like retro throwback, like retro back in the day. So retro meaning they're going backwards, right? So that's like typically L1, L2, sometimes T12. We'll see a retrolysthesis or anterolysthesis uh, on the lower ones, right? So that's in the low back. So T12 to L5, right? Thoracic 12 to lumbar 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, right? That's what L and T stands for. Then the cervical, so the next C. So in the levels of like C5 is kind of the fulcrum, the point, the pivot point per se. C5, typically, if it were to go anywhere, it's usually forward, right? So it'll slip forward. So it'll be an anthrolysthesis. Um, then C4, C3, and C2, which is kind of rare to see, but C2, C3, and C4, you'll see them go retro or backwards, just because of the alignment. And this is something you typically see after a vehicle accident, motor vehicle accident, MVA, right? So you see that, and it's because there's damage to the ligaments. There's damage to that area. So the disc is compressed. The ligaments get lax. The vertebra starts slipping forward or backwards. Once again, doesn't sound like too much of a big deal, but the big deal comes when the nerves in between those vertebra, there's little spaces just behind the vertebra, where like the posterior components, the, the the little like teeth looking things, their spinous process, mammillary process, all the scientific stuff. Some of you that are nerds know what I'm talking about. The rest of you are like, dude, I know what you're saying right now. Literally, the vertebra looks like a square, and it's got these components like welded to the back of it. Basically, they kind of interlock with the a vertebra above and below. Well, be uh, above and below, there's supposed to be a little space for the nerve to come out of, right? That is called the intervertebral foramen. So hole between vertebra. That's what it literally means intervertebral between vertebra, foramen, Latin word for hole, right? So the intervertebral foramen gets smaller when that disc closes down in proximity or it gets degenerated, degenerative disc disease, right? So because that disc is getting smaller, the ligaments start laxing. And because that ligament starts laxing, then the vertebra goes either forward or backwards. What happens is that now you start putting pressure on the intervertebral foramen components inside of there, which is typically the nerve, right? And this is where the issue arises because people then start having issues with nerve pain, some things like sciatica, 
radiating pain on the arm or leg. Once again, spondylolisthesis are found typically in the low back, but they are not far-fetched to be seen in the neck, right? So I'm not just covering like what mainstream, you know, medicine says like, oh, it's only in the low back, which is, you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looked at a couple articles. I'm looking at some of the stuff from the Cleveland Clinic, right? They have amazing, amazing data, right? But typically they're seeing it in the low back, uh, but it can happen in the neck. So the, the thing is this, though, what do you do about it? <laughs> You're like, okay, well, my disc is getting smaller. My vertebrae are getting closer. I'm crushing nerves, essentially, Dr. Juan. Like, what do I do about that? Uh, that's exactly what we're going to talk about in the next segment. I do have to take a quick break. Uh, here, you're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, The Isn't and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic. 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living a Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, I want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us on the internet at AskDrJuan.com. You can find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. You can press option two if you want to talk to one of our team members or leave a voicemail, or you can simply text that number. Once again, that number is 937-552-7364. And obviously, you can text anything from dinner Hey, I want to come to your next dinner. I'm intrigued by your information. So you text the word dinner. Uh, once again, you can come to the dinner. You can bring yourself or you can bring yourself plus four people. So you text the word dinner. And then obviously um, my team will respond back and then we'll obviously get your information and get you, you know, put down for that dinner. But so, you know, you can find us a million and one ways. You can find us on Instagram at Full Life Chiropractic. You can find us by calling our office. You can find us by going on Facebook. You can find us everywhere. So nonetheless, if you want information, reach out and we'll get it to you. So we've been talking about spondylolisthesis uh, for those of you just joining us, uh, you know, spondies for short. And I just got done discovering and, and talking over with you guys here that are listening um, how, you know, they only they don't only happen forward or backwards. There's spondylolisthesis, you know, the slippage of that vertebra forward or backwards. So if it's forward, it's called the anthrolisthesis when it's Backwards is called a retrolysis. So before I go into what to do about and how to fix, I actually got to walk you through what causes the, you know, spondies and, you know, how you can prevent yourself from ever getting one, uh, you know, if you don't have one, right? So the causes of spondies are pretty simple. One of the main causes are overextending the spine is especially in young people, Young athletes, especially, is when it actually you're seeing more of this uh, spondylolisthesis or spondies happen, right? Sometimes genetics, obviously, you know, can play a role. But what happens is that, and in, 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 in older adults, so in genetic, and in, in obviously the genetics part, we can't really control other than the epigenetics and not exposing our bodies to a bunch of other stuff that clearly, obviously, causes you to turn on genes that are bad. So uh, let's not even go down that rabbit hole for this topic because that's very, very minute amount of people. But let's talk about young athletes and let's talk about older adults. It's literally a wear and tear of the spine and the disc, the cushion between the vertebra, which is the disc, right? So in young adults, exercises or, um, you know, uh, athletic moves that are 
basically cause an overextension of the low back. So like arching your back really, really, really accentuated. So example, I played football in high school in Pennsylvania. So after I came from Puerto Rico, I was just very interested in the sport. I thought it was cool. I'm like, I'm going to play it. So I ended up being a big boned kid that I got put on the line. So on the line, I played guard, and you play guard, and you do basically block the entire time, which I'm like, oh, I'm not touching the football, but whatever. I'm still playing, which is awesome. So you, when you are down in your stance, you have to, like, stay really low, and what you have to do is you got to extend your back back backwards so you can actually, like, have your face towards your opponent, and you can actually block them. So that low back position, you're causing an overextension. So linemen that are listening to me right now know what I'm talking about, especially when you're pass blocking, right? But if you're not a lineman, that's okay because you're like, you know, I don't know what you're talking about right now. Let's talk about gymnastics, right? Whether you're a gymnast or your grandchildren, I know some of you are like, dude, like <laughs> I can't even tie my shoes. I don't even want to talk about why you're talking about gymnastics. Uh, I'm sure you've probably gone to or seen your kids or grandkids do gymnastic moves. My daughters did gymnastics for a little while. They're very flexible, but they'll do this movement where they'll grab their hands, throw them over their head, and they'll bend backwards and touch their hands on the ground and their feet are still on the ground. That's overextension. So cheerleaders do the same move, right? So any sort of movement like that in young athletes overextending puts so much tension and pressure on bones that are not completely formed or actually matured that causes the wear and tear, and sometimes it causes a fracture known as a pars interarticularis fracture. So obviously, I'm not going to go into the whole details of that. I do have to take a quick break. But nonetheless, when we come back, I'm going to be diving into not only what's causing this spondylolisthesis and how to prevent them, but some things that you can do if you already have one. So i uh, got to take a quick break here. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, Days and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Limb the Full Life, where we talk about your health. And how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, want to remind you, you can call us at 937-552-7364. You can also, um, you know, also search for us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. Also on Instagram at Full Life Chiropractic. Also, you can go to our website, AskDrJuan.com, A-S-K-D-R-J-U-A-N.com. That's got the most information. And if you want to come to our, like, our practice website, you can go there. On that website, you'll see some testimonials. You'll see our upcoming events. It's kind of like a one-stop shop place for you to be able to see, like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys doing? When is your next event? You know, that'll be a really good place for you to see that. But nonetheless, you can search for us and find us. So if you're interested in finding out where true health and healing comes from, how to do it, and how to achieve that naturally, obviously reach out to us. Last thing I'll say is this. We'll have a dinner coming up on April 11th, 6.30 p.m., Basil's in Troy, from 6.30 p.m., obviously starting, we typically take about an hour, uh, but nonetheless, at that moment, you'll get to hear where true health and healing comes from, what we do in our office to help you achieve that naturally, and if you're interested in that, obviously, you can set up an appointment. If not, obviously, at least you know who we are and what we do, and if you ever need help in the future, you can reach us out. Uh, you can come by yourself to that dinner. You can come up to, obviously, bring a guest. You can bring up to four guests. If you're going to bring more than that, obviously, reach out to us and let us know. So if you want to come to the dinner, you can text the word DINNER. 
552-7364, or you can go to that website, AskDrJuan.com, A-S-K-D-R-J-U-A-N.com, and you can search for the actual event and sign up right there as well. So, um, talking about spondylolisthesis, I know some of you are just joining us, just, you know, the half hour now, uh, just a little bit, you know, around there. So, you know, uh, I want to talk about spondies because this is something that walks into my office, and this is where, you know, it's funny – and once again, there's a lot of different types of ways that you can practice, you know, when you're a doctor and however you choose that, that is best for you. That's how you practice. So for, um, for me and my practice, uh, I practice by utilization of x-rays for an analysis of spinal position, most importantly, and secondly, for pathology. So one of the most common pathologies that I see in, so pathologies, diseases, or, you know, degenerations or issues that are, that are happening, things that are not normal, right, not normal anatomy that are happening in people's spines. Number one thing I find, obviously, is degenerative disc disease and arthritis. So it's literally like I see that at least, um, let's call it, you know, 80% of the time when people come in. However, there was a string of time there, um, you know, a few years ago, and even it does happen now from time to time, but Really what opened my eyes to how often this actually happens, spondylolisthesis, is that I had a gentleman, pretty pretty fit guy, uh, awesome guy, really, really nice guy. I did a lunch and learn, uh, one of the local, uh, you know, community, um, you know, factories, uh, companies around here. And he comes in, he's like, you know, pretty, pretty excited about everything. Just, you know, made sense to him. I think he used to listen to me uh, on the radio, uh, you know, before I even met him. I think he might have caught a show or two. But nonetheless, he comes in. I'm like, hey, you know, this guy, your case doesn't seem like something too complex, nothing too crazy, et cetera. You know, a little bit of low back tightness after you work a long day, no, no pain, no, nothing radiating, nothing crazy. And once again, he, like, biked, and he did all this stuff, like, pretty active. And, you know, he was, I think, in his 40s. No, probably 50s. Um, so legit, he comes to the office. <laughs> legitimately, like, you know, I'm looking at him. I'm like, yeah, you, you look like a – Decent case. Let's just get, take your x-rays to make sure we're being safe and make sure we get the right alignment, right? We, I want to see alignment of your spine because I know according to anatomy, according to our creator and the way that our bodies were designed, your, your spine is supposed to be straight from front to back. If that was not the case, doctors would not do surgeries for scoliosis, right? So, And then also supposed to have three curves in the back. Also, doctors, when they're doing surgeries now, infusing people's backs, they're trying to make sure they put that curve from the side. When you look at it from the side... So you, you don't degenerate other things, right? So I'm like, let's take your extras and make sure there's nothing crazy going on. But also, more importantly, let's get your measurements to see where you are and where you need to go and how we're going to get there and what we're going to need to do. So I take his x-rays first, you know, a few on uh, the neck, upper back, et cetera. And then I get to the low back. I take one from the front to back view. You don't see much crazy there. You know, one hip was higher than the other, slight deviation, nothing crazy, nothing excessive. Obviously not ideal, but nothing like, you know, I've seen some really, really crazy things. Um, and then we take the side view of the low back. And I'm, and I'm literally like just baffled for a hot second. I'm like, wait a minute. Like, that's not you. I'm like, wait. And I looked at it. And I took the x-ray. I looked at him, obviously. Um, you know, in school, you're taught you don't want to show emotions, especially if you see something that is horrific until you have a chance to analyze it yourself, write the report, send it out for further investigating, et cetera, et cetera. That's the way you're supposed to practice, right? So I kind of like, you know, looked at him really quickly. Just, you know, he probably thought that I was looking at his position, you know, taking the x-ray. I was just really baffled and surprised to find the fact that he had a spondylolisthesis in his spine and his was not actually from just the wear and tear of his actual disc and the decrease in space but also that he had a pars interarticularis fracture 
which is something that, you know, um, basically is a component. As I said earlier, when you look at the vertebra from the side and you're looking at somebody from the side, if you're taking x-ray, you see this little kind of like little squares stack on top of each other. Well, the posterior portion or the back portion of those little squares have these like claw-looking things, processes, spinous process, mammillary process, all this stuff, all the signs that you don't need to worry about. But basically, it's an interlocking system so those vertebrae don't slip forward, right? Well, what happens is if you can think about it, a nice square and then, you know, and then you glue something to the back of it or you weld it, eventually, if you, like, mess around with it enough, it can break off. Well, that's the same exact concept. And once again, I'm I'm literally making this super, super simple layman's term. So I'm not obviously speaking over anybody's head so you guys understand the concept. I'm not really worried about the na- the names of the terms. That's for me and other doctors to talk about, right? So the posterior components and the vertebra itself, the little square break, a portion of it basically breaks. Then that square starts slipping forward. And the issue is now you start actually putting pressure on those nerves in between. I saw this in this guy and I was literally baffled because I was like, you know what? Dude, you look like the picture of health. Like you're 50, you're running like three miles, you're walking your dogs, you work in an awesome engineer job, you're very intelligent, like you have a phenomenal, like everything from the outside looked like the perfect life. And this guy had a fracture in his low back. And I was like, holy cow. Obviously, it wasn't a fresh fracture. Technically, a spondylolisthesis, when it happens to be a break of the pars interarticularis is considered a stable fracture, basically, according to the research, according to the medical, you know, indus medicus uh, that you find on on the research sites, et cetera, right, on all the published journals, et cetera. So it's considered a stable fracture, but nonetheless, it's a fracture. Something broke at some point, and now, even though you might not have pain, like you're having potential issues that can cause issues in the future. So that for me was like, holy cow, like how did you get this? And then he's like, yeah, I cycle a lot. Like I bike a lot. And I sat down with him. Obviously, he was just not like, once again, he had not no experience with chiropractors before, which people come to me all the time that don't really know chiropractic. They're kind of like just turned off by like, man, like you guys take x-rays. Like you're going to adjust me. That's going to be sore. And it's okay because they're used to the medical model, drugs, and surgery, and that's not what I'm doing. So it's kind of like a, a really big realization in the brain. It's like he's not going to do what I'm used to, so I feel uncomfortable. And so people are not willing to push that past that point, and that's okay. It doesn't make you a bad person. That's exactly what he did. He decided, like, you know what? It's just not for me, man. Like, I get it. I'm going to go talk to my medical doctor. Obviously, I've seen him around town a couple more times. I think he retired. haven't seen him in probably like two, three years. But my hope and prayer is that he didn't get a surgery, right? But if it got really, really bad, that would be the only option. Right. So this is where like what why did I tell you that story? I tell you that story for this reason. It is a lot more common than the four to six percent that they estimate people having actual spondylolisthesis. So then now it's like, okay, what causes it? In younger people, it's overextending and or people that are very active overextending their low back, right? And the neck is typically due to car accidents, uh, falls, trauma. Uh, I have a patient literally that I saw earlier this week that got speared in the back during football game or football practice, and he actually had that pars interarticularis fracture that now he's in his 40s, is so degenerated. Of course, we're helping him, but he's getting to the point where he's plateauing. So if you had another 10, 15 years to his life, more likely than not, his, his degeneration in that area looks very, very bad. It looks, you know, level 2, level 3, degenerate, phase 2, phase 3 degeneration. So, like, the only answer in the future will more likely than not be surgery, unfortunately, right? So this is why I always advocate, let's try everything natural to prevent yourself from getting under the knife. Obviously, there's nothing wrong with having to get the knife in the future if that's the only thing you have left. 
But so many people obviously jump in bed really quickly and say, you know what, I'm going to get the surgery right now because I, I can't do this. Uh, I have another patient, same thing. She literally has been dealing with this back pain post-surgery, uh, and this is where the biggest issue is like some people get surgery and they're not, they're not briefed or, or realized. They're probably briefed and there's so much pain they don't even realize it. But the doctors will tell you, if I fuse you here, so a lot of doctors are reluctant to fuse younger children, or not younger children, but younger adults. Somebody in their 20s and 30s, unless it's like severe fracture somewhere in the spine, they're going to more likely than not like say, hey, let's do some physical therapy. Let's see how we can stabilize this. Because if we fuse you, we know that you're 23 or 27. Now the level above that fusion and the level below are going to become hypermobile. When you move something too much, you wear down faster. So we're going to have to see you another 15, 20 years to get a surgery and actually make that you know, area stable also. And I guess what's going to happen again. You do that two, three more times. Once again, now you have hardware that just keeps expanding up your spine, down your spine, and you cannot get better because literally now you're stuck in a position due to hardware. And once they put it in, they can't take it out. I always advocate for chiropractic really hard for a simple reason. What we do is not permanent. We're not, I'm not adjusting you. It stays there forever. Cause if that was the case, I'd be adjusting you once in your life and I want to see you again. Right. What we do is make minor adjustments to the spine so the spine realizes what it needs to be in space and it can actually perform effectively like God designed it to. And obviously, with the wear and tear of life, we're all going to die. Once again, I'm not trying to be morbid, but we are trying to get your spine to function to the best of its ability for as long as possible, as good as possible. That's what we do in our office. So the spondylolisthesis, when you have an unstable area or a stabilized fracture that happened years ago, uh, in the older adults, it happens just because of wear and tear. The discs are actually, you know, decreasing in, in thickness. So that degenerative disc disease leads to those vertebrae starting to slide forward or backwards. Just because you have a you you have a spondylolisthesis doesn't necessarily always come from a break. It comes from that decrease in disc space and actually that bone slipping forward because the ligaments are lax. So some of the symptoms that you'll notice is muscle spasms, especially in the hamstrings. So the back of the thighs, like, you know, you got the quad in the front, the back are known as the hamstrings, right? So the thigh bone, the front of it is the quadriceps, and then the back of it is the hamstrings, right? So the hamstrings are rectus femori, or, you know, flexor biceps femori, right? So nonetheless, that's the scientific name for it. So those muscles in the back of the thighs are always tight, like spasms. That could be a good sign that you may have something like this going on. Back stiffness. Difficulty walking or standing for long periods of time. So a lot of people, because you're not stable. So obviously that that would make sense that you would have those issues. Pain when bending over. So bending forward um, or backwards, you have pain, like severe pain. And then numbness and weakness or tingling in the feet, especially one foot or the other. Sometimes it happens to both sides, right? But obviously, um, you know, that's something that um, is kind of rare. You, you typically have just numbness and tingling in one leg versus the other. If it's more central uh, on the nerve, then it will be down both legs, and that's typically not a presentation that you would have for spondylolisthesis, but nonetheless, anything is possible. So what do you do to diagnose it? You get x-rays or a CT scan, or MRI can actually you know look at the soft tissue as well, but usually, typically, spinal x-rays help figure out which vertebra is actually out of position when you do have this issue. So I do have to take a quick break. When we come back, I'll be talking about how to take care of your spondylolisthesis if you have one and how to prevent yourself from getting one if you don't. So 
Gotta take a quick break. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, the and Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. It's our Ask the Expert weekend on the Miami Valley radio station with breaking news, weather, and traffic, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Juan Fernandez, and this is Living the Full Life, where we talk about your health and how to achieve it to the fullest. As always, want to remind you, you can find us on Facebook at Full Life Chiropractic. You can also find us by calling our office at 937-552-7364. You can also text that number. Once again, that number is 937-552-7364. Um, you can text the word dinner. We have a dinner coming up on April 11th, 6.30 p.m., Basil's in Troy, uh, you can come and listen. You can bring up to four guests and find out what it is that we do, how we help the body uh, be in proper alignment so your body can function and heal at 100% like it was designed to. So if you're interested in doing that, more than welcome to. Once again, call that number or text that number, 937-552-7364. So welcome back. I'm um, talking about spondylolisthesis, spondies. Uh, so just talking about how they happen, uh, giving some data as to, you know, a lot of people – obviously, you know, are unaware that they have it when they do have it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about that. So the uh, the actual, you know, spondylolisthesis and, and what happens and how you, you know, go about it and what you can do if you do have one. So if you don't have, let me actually talk, let me talk about first. If you do not have a spondylolisthesis, right? So if you got x-rays and they were suspecting that you had something like that going on, and your spine is like semi-healthy, you don't have any issues other than like, hey, I get pain or tightness or whatever. The number one thing you need to do is actually stay fit. I'm not saying like lose 97 million pounds, whatever, but keeping your core strong is so important. So your core muscles, your abdomen, your obliques, all these muscles like crunches, etc., planks, that right there is going to really, really help you stabilize your spine. So that's the number one thing you can do to prevent yourself from ever having this, right? Now let's talk about, and it's really like, you're like, well, what else, Dr. Juan? Um, really, if you're not under chiropractic care already, I would definitely look into getting some sort of chiropractic regimen going. Super simple. You're going to slow down and prevent the degeneration of your spine, specifically the disc. So we know that when your spine is out of position, you put a tremendous amount of alignment uh, pressure or misalignment pressure on the disc, and that allows the disc to wear down. The faster the disc wears down, the more issues you have. So this is where I would highly, highly recommend getting checked out by a chiropractor and seeing if your spine is out of alignment. And if it is, then obviously getting a regimen to get that corrected and then maintain it to reduce the likelihood or the you know probability of you developing something like this. But actually, accidents happen, things happen, and I get that, right? So now I'm going to talk about the treatments that are available out there. What can you do? Like if you do have a spondylolisthesis, you, some of you are like, yeah, I have that spondy. I don't know how to pronounce it, but thanks, right? Like what do, we, what do we do about it? So number one, the non-surgical treatment include <laughs> rest, <laughs> take a break, obviously, and, and more and not, not being facetious, like legit, take a break from strenuous activities and sports some of you are playing like you're still like 25 or like you're still 18 but you're like 47 and i get it and listen age is all just in the mind until you try to make a really quick cut like you know one of the super cool running backs in college football and you tear your knee up right 
So age is just a number in the mind, and I, I agree. I agree 1,000% in your heart. But you have to also be intelligent to know the limitations of your body. There's no way I'm going to, like, play full tackle football with no pads like we used to when it snowed back when I was in high school and take an elbow to the eye and, you know, uh, a, a complete tackle to the gut or get speared from the side and, like, get up the next day and feel great. Like, it's going to hurt because I'm older. I'm 38 years old. I'm literally, like, 20 years older. So you need to be aware of that, right? So resting, meaning, like, I'm not saying give up the things you love to do, but don't do them as often or as strenuous and do something different in place of that, right? Another thing you can do is obviously over-the-counter, over non-serial anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs, right? Which, once again, um, not that I'm against or for, but if you're going to do something, do something natural first and see. So instead of NSAIDs, I would say like curcumin or Arnica Montana. So Arnica is just a phenomenal natural homeopathic, um, you know, you know, supplement that allows you to reduce pain, swelling, etc. So, and then curcumin, um, there's a different, but you want to make sure you consume a really, really high quality of curcumin that's going to allow you to re decrease. If you really think about curcumin, curcumin is basically like God's ibuprofen to people. So that's the way you kind of want to view it. So injections, you can get injections, steroid medications. Once again, if that's what you want to do, by all means. And I get it. Sometimes you can't get through the day. I'm not advocating towards that. Once again, natural. Physical therapy would be an awesome thing you can do. And this is because the physical therapist can actually target the specific muscles that are weak. Once again, physical therapists are awesome. I refer to one. Once again, big shout out to NovaCare here in Troy, Dr. Jim Drake and his team. So really cool. Like we send people there all the time. Stabilize their soft tissue because their soft tissue being stable, it allows you to hold your heart tissue better. So like I'm a bone expert. I know what to do, where to put it, how to get it there. I am not a soft tissue expert. I mess around in the sense of I know enough that a physical therapist will laugh at me uh, in the sense of like, you know, the muscles and what they do. And I'm very confident what we do because it's very specific to that. But once you got injured muscles, injured ligaments, et cetera, that's why I said, like, listen, we don't we're not claiming to be uh, experts in soft tissue. I know what I need to do to your soft tissue to get your spine to change. However, there's limitations because of injuries, stretching, etc. So this is why in conjunction with physical therapy, massage therapy are always a really, really good idea if you have something like this going on. Uh, you know, and also bracing, especially if you're going to be doing some lifting, et cetera. If you're going to be working around the yard, et cetera, I want you to brace that low back. Uh, yes, do core exercises like planks and, you know, crunches, et cetera. But if you're going to be lifting heavy loads and, you know, mulching the yard and all this stuff that's about to happen here in the next few weeks, you definitely want to stabilize that low back as to the best of your ability. And the way you do that is by using a brace. And this is where, just to make sure you limit the movements you're not overdoing so you're not making that condition worse. So, folks, I am out of time. I appreciate you guys joining me. Once again, we talked about spondylolisthesis and what that does and what it is and what you can do naturally. Once again, keep your core tight, keep it strong, and that will help you tremendously. Uh, appreciate you guys listening. You guys have a blessed weekend. You're listening to Living the Full Life on 1290, 95.7 WHIO, The Institute of Talk. It's an Ask the Expert weekend on Dayton and Springfield's 24-hour news, weather, and traffic station, 1290 and 95.7 WHIO, Dayton's News and Talk.